Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi everyone, my name is Simran Singh and I'm an intern at WIS Business this summer and I'm here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today I'm joined by Wendy Bauman, President and Chief Visionary Officer of the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation, or WIBIC for short. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So before we really get into the heart of things, could you give us a brief description of what WIBIC is all about for listeners who might not be too familiar? Sure, absolutely. Well, Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation, as you shared, better known as WIBIC, celebrated actually last year 35 years of making an impact. So WIBIC is a statewide economic development corporation, really providing quality business and financial training, coupled with access to what we call fair and responsible capital. So what that means is we have classes, workshops, accelerators, seminars, 24-7, on how to start a business. People with a light bulb over their head call us, contact us and say, I think I have this business idea. What do I do with it? To individuals who definitely have a business idea and need business planning support, marketing support, financials, um, legal counsel on how to start up a business, a sole proprietorship or an LLC or partnership. So training, training, training. In addition then, the access to fair and responsible capital, Wibic is a micro lender and a small business lender. So Wibic is a direct lender providing loans anywhere from literally thousands of dollars up to $350,000. And we provide loans really where banks don't go. Financial institutions have a box sort of a credit score they require, ratios they require, equity that require in ratios. So that's more of a banking model and really needed. We have an expanded box. So we look past sometimes colorful credit histories and bankruptcies. Um, we look at, you know, really what the individual, what the individual is about, what their dream is, what their plan is, their business plan, their projections. About 65% of our WIBIC loan clients are startup businesses. Again, very difficult for banks to finance. The use of our funds is very flexible from inventory to working capital. And so we're just a bigger box to get that business started or for it to expand in what fashion. So that's sort of it in brief. Awesome. That's great. It seems like you guys do some really, really awesome work. So I'd be curious to know, Wendy, are there specific success strategies that you've observed among women or minority entrepreneurs in general who have really achieved significant growth in Wisconsin? Well, you know, basically... We believe that having a plan is a really good idea. And generally in the business terminology, it's having a business plan. And some people get like, oh, I don't really need the business plan. I got this business idea and, and, you know, quick and do it really fast, perhaps. But I think that individuals really need to think out the story aspect of their business, the talking part. What is this business really about? And a business plan is who, what, where, when, and why. And then in addition to sort of the story part, it's a retail business, it's a wholesale business, it's a business start with one location and expand to five in a five-year period. So the story part of the business. And then the second is really the accounts, the financials to support the story part of the business. And they have to be in sync. And you have a plan because maybe you begin a business by saying 70% of my business is going to be retail and 30% is going to be wholesale. 
So there's different margins with that. And if your first year it's reversed that, it could really cause cash flow issues or really cause you know, some challenges in that business. So having a plan is something that we see where individuals really meet with success. The second piece is really understanding financials and finances and utilizing such as a management tool. At first, you know, really individuals might be compromised where they have a lower credit score, they've had issues in the past. They need to understand how really finances throw, flow through their own household, much less now how it's going to flow through a small business that you're starting and advancing. So having an understanding on that, on really how money works, how it passes through, receivables, all of that, if somebody has an idea on that, they've determined their costs, they've charged more, they understand what their product or services are worth, and they have a plan to advance that, they're going to have much greater um, chances of success. Got it. Very interesting. So it seems like financial literacy is like really at the heart of everything. It is. It is. Sort of that planning, being willing to be open to some training, and then really understanding the finances. Got it. Yeah. I'm also curious to know, I've read online and I'm, I've seen some data that has kind of ranked Wisconsin um, as one of the states with uh, less women business owners. So what steps do you think we can collectively take to kind of encourage and empower more women to pursue entrepreneurship? I think it's awareness building. I actually think Wisconsin overall has really a strong sort of ethos and a strong support on city levels, on county levels, certainly on the state level with both WEDC, WIDA, um, the Small Business Development Centers. We really do have a fertile ground in Wisconsin to help anybody start or grow that business. Women generally start businesses as opposed to buying existing businesses. Men generally will buy an existing business and it's a little bit easier to finance. So women have a harder time, not really because they're women, but because they start a business and that's harder to finance. But I think the big thing is showing the success, showing women out there meeting success with a part-time business to provide support to that household and to their families, to a business that they want to accelerate and grow, you know, keeping sort of forcing the issues. I mean, still less than about 25% of venture capital might even be less go to women entrepreneurs. Whoa, that's not right. We've got advanced venture capital. So there's some new people in the market that are saying, we're here for women-owned businesses. We're here for minority-owned businesses, you know, in that venture capital area. And one size does not fit all. There's different financing packages for different types of businesses at different stages. So it's important to look at that continuum. WIBIC is more at that early stage. You're starting that business. You're getting going. You need a microloan, 25000 bucks, $150,000, $200,000 to get this business going. And then we work with other partners that are at that next level, that two fifty, three fifty dollars to a million-dollar level. You know, banks, really their shining spot are lending million dollars and over. Some will certainly go down further, but a lot of banks don't want to do credits under two fifty. But I think the big part is awareness building that entrepreneurship and owning a business can be a great vehicle for your personal financial household, you know, and also when you have those great ideas to encourage women continually to say that, you know, you can do it. You have this business idea, go for it. Yeah, for sure. I think awareness building is very important. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. Thank you. Um, and you've been with Wibic for some time now. So could you share with our listeners, how have you seen the landscape for minority business owners change over time? It's changed a lot. I've been, Wibic's been around 35 years. I've known the organization since its inception, and I've been president for uh, 29 and a half years, so a little bit. When I started, Wibic was sort of me, myself, and I, 
And now we have 65 staff members, offices in Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, Appleton, Green Bay, Lacrosse, statewide regional partnerships and regional support. Portfolio is 24 million, over a thousand loans. And we can see about 5,000 unduplicated clients through our training each year. So it's, it's a little force. But 29 and a half years ago when I was there, it was all big box. People didn't even know what a micro business was. Small business got no attention, no support. You had to fight your way at that table to say, yeah, venture capital is great. Yeah, these big boxes great. But what happened when that big box goes away? What about the small micro businesses that are employing, you know, half a dozen people, a dozen people? So really, it's changed tremendously over the last few decades. And I think favorably in awareness that small is beautiful. Independent and locally owned businesses make up the fabric in urban and rural communities. It's great to get these businesses going. It's great to have a part-time business to add, again, to that individual's personal financial household or that family financial household. And, you know, not everybody, you know, we're not anti-big box and we're not anti-chain, but we're definitely pro-little box and pro-independent locally owned businesses that is really providing that family, that individual, the support. The other thing that I saw is really after COVID, COVID and the economic crisis totally shown a huge bright light on the importance of micro and small businesses. It was like, whoa, look at all these businesses that we need to keep around, our coffee shop, our butcher, our baker, our candlestick maker, our dry cleaner, you know, our restaurants. What are we going to do? So the world really woke up to how many people are employed by small businesses. 85% of all the businesses in the state of Wisconsin are considered small businesses. Micro businesses employing a half a dozen people. So really, really, really important. It's not one big one, but it's the aggregate thereof. Right. Yeah. Small businesses really do make up the fabric of the economy. So they do. They do. Um, before we wrap up, are there any final thoughts or anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? That I, 17% of the population, they say, is thinking of starting a business. So that's great. That's the 17% of the population in Wisconsin we want to meet. People don't think about things until they're ready to think about things. But if somebody is out there and they sort of have this business idea, take a look at Wibbeck wwbic.com. Take a look at some other great partners statewide, small business development centers, other regional partners that are providing economic development. All of us work together in an aligned partnership, and it might take some great classes from us at WIBIC or some other classes from somewhere else, but it's really about sort of that fabric of economic development support that we want to make sure people are aware of. But I would basically say to them, you know, not just the Nike theory, just do it, but, but really think about it. And I think that, you know, you can explore. And the first part is, you know, are you ready? You know, are you an entrepreneur? Are you ready at this point? Is it the right time? You've got two kids. You're going to have another one. Um, you work part time, but you've got this great business idea. Maybe it is because maybe there would even be more access to flexibility with having a family and starting this great business and being able to do it. Maybe not. So you really have to explore those possibilities. And you also have to have a, a fallback plan. What happens if I go out there and stretch? What happens if I put all in? What happens if I do this loan? What is my fallback plan? If I do the best I can, work the best I can, the hardest I can, but what's my fallback plan? What's the plan if things don't work out? And have to people really think about that sort of risk mitigation. But you're going to have far better chances of success if you have a plan and have that be both sort of the story part again, as I shared, and also the financial part. Absolutely. 
Well, I think that pretty much covers everything. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your perspective. And we want to wish you the best of luck with everything with Wibbit going forward. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.